Yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of a Hard Knock Podcast. It's your boy Ryan here, owner and founder of Hard Knock Labs, and welcome to episode five, y'all. We made it. Hey. Alright, so I'm I'm high, I'm happy, y'all. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood right now, cause uh, you know, actually, check this out. I things have been weird lately, actually. Things have been kind of weird. I have been on hermit mode as I talked to y'all like last episode I was talking about like you know being in like a different like like having that that mindset you know um, shifting your mindset to achieve the stuff that you want to achieve you know and like I've just been on hermit mode okay like my friends haven't been able like like I you know like I, I haven't been out that much you know I just been I just been grinding just focusing on you know building building things out, you know, and like I said, I was working on that course, getting that out. And, and so, you know, last week, uh, was it last week? Yeah. A little bit over a week ago, a buddy of mine hit me up. Um, Glenn, hopefully we get Glenn here on the show sometime soon. You know, he has a lot of great insights. I love talking to that man just about, you know, just different business moves, things that we're doing. But he hit me up out of the blue. He's like, yo, uh, he's like, yo, um, you want to get together, get something to eat whole time. Y'all I've been on, um, what do you call it? I've been on that. What does mom always say? There's food at home vibes. So like, I was like, bro, I literally just ate like half a chicken. Like I'm not hungry, but I've been meaning to kick it with you. So how about we pop out, grab a couple of drinks, you know, and, and, and keep it low key. So then I, uh, so we do that where, you know, it's low key night. And then my boy Berdan hits me up. Actually, as a matter of fact, after this is his birthday. So after this, I'm about to go and meet with this man for um, for his birthday. But he's like, Berdan's like, yo, I just moved into my spot. Things are we got we got a couch now. You know, the couch is in here. I'm still in and out of boxes. But how about y'all come over for for a drink or two, you know? So I'm like, okay, bet, you know, we'll go do that. You know, still just low key vibes, you know? And so while I'm at his place, mind you, y'all, my car got hit. Parked out there on Adams and Wabash, if you're familiar with the Chicago, with Chicago. And I was, I'm tight, y'all, I'm so tight. And my whole thing is I ain't even been leaving the crib. So I'm like, dang, the minute I leave the crib, something happens, I'm like, ah, you know? Thank God for insurance and stuff like that, but they got my car hemmed up till like November 9th. So, like Drake said, I'm gone to November. But, but you know what's so crazy about like the divinity of stuff? It just so happens my little sister was coming in town a couple days later, and she was uh, because she's flying to Hawaii from O'Hare. You know what I'm saying? She's going down there for a wedding. She comes up, so she comes up, kicks it with me a little bit, and then, you know, and then she uh, flew down to Hawaii. So I was able to drive her car around, take care of um, things here and there while, um, so I could save some money, you know, not have to get a rental if I don't need it. And then also, uh, so, so then she was gone for about a week, and then she came back, right? So I'm happy because I got to see my sister, and so y'all see me um, smoke on the hookah because she reminded me that I had it while she was here. And um, and yeah, so, you know, had her car for a bit. Now, I'm, 
Now she's um, she done came and gone, and but why why else I'm happy is because I saw my other sister today because I was telling her I was like, yo, you know, you've been telling me I need some new headshots, and you're a photographer, so what's up? So she pulled up just to kick it for a little bit today, and she actually just left. But um, yeah, y'all, that has nothing to do with what this episode's about today. But I just wanted to give y'all a little bit of context because yo, you know, we all family here. We're all family. But yeah. So if you see me, take a hit from the hookah. That's why. I'm just kind of feeling that vibe today. But what are we talking about today, yo? So like, actually, I was thinking about how the fact is like, what have we talked about so far? We talked about like, you know, ideal audience. We talked about like, you know, starting with why. The first episode I talked about design thinking, you know, and what I haven't actually told y'all is what like my what's my what am I preaching? You know, like what is the what is my gospel that that I want to share with y'all? That's like my whole thing, like my whole thing that I have to offer is what I call business model design. OK, and so in this episode, <clears throat> excuse me, in this episode, I want to introduce to y'all just the concept of, you know, business models, right? So I want to introduce you to y'all business models, what that means, because like a lot of y'all, you're running a business, you might not heard, ever heard this phrase of business model, you know, you know what that means, okay? And so I'm going to glance at my computer here and there. Oh, also I want to shout out my friend Ovi. Yo, between last episode and now, Ovi got me this book. This It's it's a it's like a little notebook, Um and it's got, it's like all my podcast stuff. We're going to use the censored version. But it's really cool because, like, I can write out all the different topics and stuff that I want to talk about. And it's got places for me to reflect and review. I love this, y'all. Like, I love this. So I'm going to be using this because y'all know I'll be using my iPad and stuff like that. So I'm going to try to get back to this analog flow. But, um... But yeah, but today I got a lot of my notes on my computer right here in front of me, so I'm going to be glancing at that. But I want to talk to y'all about business models. You know what I'm saying? Y'all like, what's a business model? Like, so, all right, think about it like this. Every business is supposed to create value. It's supposed to create, businesses create value for their customers and the customers buy that value, right? As pure essence, that's what businesses do is they create value. Now, your business model is the activities, resources, and all the things that you do, how they all come together to create the value. So the value that you create is a, um, is a, is a product of your business model. And my whole thing is that we need to be thoughtful in how we are um, actually uh, creating that business model. So, you know, I want to talk to y'all just, just a little bit about that, kind of hint at like what my framework is and, and how I think about it. But this episode is about mastering business model design. Now, the power of the business model canvas. So we'll talk a little bit about that later. And like I said, y'all, I got a course. This is, that's really what it's all about is, is how do we design our business models to create that value? And so, yeah, y'all, let's get into it. So, 
I just kind of told you I like the definition, right? It's it's about like how how we're creating that value um, for our users, and it's honestly like it's it's really what makes and breaks a company. What um, your business model is what makes or breaks it, and it determines your company's overall success and its ability to be able to scale and 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 scale sustainably. And so, why does it matter? Why does your business model matter is what you might be asking yourself. And it's it matters because you need to think about how your business actually runs and how it how it creates this value and um, how you might have to change those things based off of how the market shift, based off of how your customers are responding, based off of all these different things. A lot of companies, they might start off product focused, but having that model focus is go- is really what's going to help you weather the storm over time. Okay. And so the role of the business model is, um, about driving your value, uh, or or driving value creation, um, delivery of that value and how you capture that value, which is like that monetary, how you, how you can capture it. And so let me just give y'all a quick example, um, that y'all all, all, I want to give y'all some examples of, of companies that y'all are already, pretty familiar with but let's talk about like a company that failed to really adapt and hone in on their business model now if y'all are my age or older you you remember uh going to blockbuster um blockbuster movie rentals right going there picking up the rentals picking up the video games i used to love that you know what i'm saying my dad used to take me there as a kid you know every every Friday that we had come over, you know, and, and we would go, I was all about getting the movies. My brother was all about getting the video games, you know what I'm saying? And, and we loved it. Blockbuster. But what happened? All right. So well known to have failed to not have a clear or adaptable business model. Because obviously they had their rental chain. They were doing very well back in the, the 19. The late 1980s to the um, 1990s, they were doing their thing. They became one of the largest companies in the world in the 1990s. All right. But they began to decline in the 2000s around the time that Netflix was starting to rise uh, um, and other streaming services. So and as many of y'all might know, Netflix used to even before they were um, streaming, they were they were doing like they had those like. they would like deliver well they would stream and then they would like deliver like like uh blu-rays of the of the movies that you uh, that you couldn't find on their website like yo like so at this time blockbuster's business model was based on renting out physical physical videotapes and dvds okay as we all know but this business model while it was the one that was successful and and drove all of their success in the 1990s, um, it the rise of streaming services in the 2000s made it possible for people to watch movies and TV shows online without even having to go and rent any physical media. Now, Blockbuster, they failed to adapt their business model to change to these market conditions. All right. It's the company, they continue to focus on traditional business model of renting out physical uh, media, even as streaming services became increasingly popular. And Blockbuster also failed to invest its own in its own streaming 
um, service, which if you think about it, they had the money to be able to do that. Right. And so as a result, the company was unable to compete with Netflix and other streaming services. And they ultimately um, had to go bankrupt. You know, they went bankrupt. Uh, and, and this was the, this failure was was, you know, cautionary tale of, of this business of businesses of all sizes, you know. Um, so it's really important to have an adaptable business model that can change and pivot and, and you can innovate around it for um, what you're trying to do with your business. And so here are some key lessons that we can get from this. You want to have a customer centric business model. All right. Now, Blockbuster focus on, focused on its profits rather than on what customers wanted. And the company failed to realize that customers were increasingly interested and streaming services. And the next thing that we need to take away is that your business model needs to be adaptable. It's not a once, it's not a set it and forget it type of thing. It's something that you need to keep in mind, keep an eye on and watch as the market changes and watch how your consumers change and watch how all these things change to see how your business model should be changing. Like the the video rental market has changed changed rapidly in the early 2000s. Blockbuster, they fail to adapt to these changes and continue to focus on their traditional business model. Business models aren't meant to be traditional and, and stay the same. They're meant to adapt, okay? And you need to invest in innovation. Blockbuster failed to invest in its own streaming service. This gave Netflix and all the other ones, Hulu, all of them, a head start. And Blockbuster was unable to catch up with them. So... That's why I just want to share like this is what happens when you don't why business model this is this is why business models matter and what happens when you don't you know pay attention to them and you don't adapt them and you don't constantly watch how you're creating delivering and capturing value in your business. All right. Now it's also a transformative power when you're looking at your business model, when you have a, a business model thinking um, kind of approach. And that's why a lot of a lot of you need to shift from your product focus or your service focus to a model focused entrepreneurship. And the benefits of this approach is having that flexibility, that adaptability and a clear path, uh, a clear path to profitability. All right. So let me give you all another example. OK, let me give you all a real world example of another company that you might recognize and how they utilized business model thinking to shift and excel their business. All right. So everybody knows about them, whether you like them or not, you know about Amazon. All right. Now, now, some of y'all youngest might not realize that Amazon used to just straight up be about books. Uh, back when they started back in what 1994 it was an online bookstore that's all they sold and but the company quickly expanded into other products and categories such as electronics music all the stuff that we see today and so they launched this kind of marketplace platform and it was a huge success and um it became like a major source of their revenue at amazon and this was from them shifting from a product focus to a model focus because they started to realize that they actually did all of this work to set up the uh, infrastructure for being able to um, 
to deliver and 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 um to to deliver different values because actually what they were doing when they set up this marketplace is they started selling all types of different items that were from third third party sellers right so they're not even they're not making these products they're not doing all this stuff all they're doing is using the infrastructure that they already built to to um to deliver books to now deliver all these different all these other things and they continue to even add more different levels to their to their business model by adding things like their um their Amazon Prime, you know, they got their um Amazon Web Services, which I think and don't quote me for on this, but I'm pretty sure is the majority of their revenue now. And um Amazon Studios because now they're doing movies and stuff like that. This is not so they weren't solely focused on their product of the online um, e-commerce website of just selling books. They went beyond that and thought how they can use the different parts of their business to create different models that they can generate revenue from and add and deliver, create, deliver, and capture value for their customers. So what are the lessons that we can take from, um, from Amazon's success? First, focus on your customer. Now, I'm saying you need to have a model Focus, but it still needs to be customer centric. Amazon is always looking for ways to improve their customer experience. The company has a relentless focus on customer satisfaction. You even notice when you get something delivered, they have a thing that's like, hey, we got we delivered it to you. How did our delivery go? They are always concerned with how the customers are satisfied with the work that they're doing. Okay, be innovative. Look at you can can. Amazon is consistently innovating and developing new products and services. They're one of the, the big, the big coolers, you know what I'm saying? So like a, the company is not afraid to experiment and try new things. And that's, that's a major key when it comes to having a model focused um, entrepreneurship. You need to be open and willing to trying new things and testing out new things because that's, that's where innovation comes out. And then also, again, be adaptable. Amazon is willing to pivot its business models when necessary. Um, they're not really afraid to change course to see what's what's better and what's working out there. And I mean, look at it now. I mean, Jeff Bezos is one of the richest men out there. Love him or hate him or whatever. They had that business model focus, and that's how they were able to achieve that. So that's the transformative power because your business might start off in one direction, right? It might start off like them, you know, doing books or doing whatever it is that you're offering. But by having that business model focus and also having that clear grounding and what it is that you want to help your customers be able to achieve and also your why and your mission, you'll still be able to use that business model to figure out what other ways um, can you achieve those goals and help your customers achieve their, their goals? Okay. And so now I kind of want to introduce y'all to a concept or a framework that I like to use. Um, that's called the business model canvas. Um, I want to say it was created by Alexander Osterwalder. I hope I didn't mess up his name. He is the author of, um, business model generation, um, published by Strategizer. I definitely recommend it to anybody. Um, check out that book. He also wrote another book called Value Proposition Design. A lot of great concepts. And and he created this, um, this visual model 
called a business model canvas. And through his work with, um, so it was Alexander uh, Osterwalder and Yvest uh, Pigner. I really hope I didn't mess that up. But like, these guys are brilliant because they realized that businesses can be broken down into nine components. All right. Every business can be broken down into nine components. The first component and uh, um, the first component is your value proposition. What is your unique offering product service, whatever that you're offering to your customer base to help them um, achieve their goals? What's the value that you're that you're creating and delivering for them? And what what really like factors into determine what that value proposition is, is your customer segments, right? The ideal customer. That's one of what I talked about on one of the previous episodes, understanding your customer, um, what they need, what their goals are, what their, um, where they are, all of that stuff. Next thing is we have your, um, channels, the way that you reach those customers and you have your, um, customer relationships. How do you manage your relationship with your customers? So those things are all in the front of the house. And that's all about, you know, delivering or um, this is about like uh, creating and delivering that um, that 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 value. Actually, this is about delivering the value. Um, and then the part of capturing it, the part that's below that is your revenue streams. That's how you capture the value. Right. And so what are the different revenue streams that you might be using? Is it a subscription model? Is it a pay per product, all those different kinds of things as a licensing. Um, every company has a revenue stream, right? That's the, that's kind of the point of it. Next on the other side is the back of the house. This is how you talk about creating the value itself. What are the key activities that you do to create that value? What are the key resources that you need to do it? Who are the key partners that you have? And then all of those things ladder down to what is the cost structure of your business? So, if I'm going to re repeat them all again, there's value proposition, there's customer segments, there's channels, there's customer relationships, and then of that, there is your revenue streams. Then there's your key activities, your key resources, your key partners, and your cost structure. Every single company at its bare essence can be broken down to those nine different things. And so when you look at these building blocks to your business, it can simplify a lot of the complexities of your business. Now, what I do, what my framework is, is to actually apply the design thinking process to each of those building blocks of your business, because that's the problem solving uh, method that I like to use. And I think it's and it's a good way of being able to navigate these complex spaces. So what you need to do is be able to figure out what are all these key parts of your business? Who, who is your target customer? What is your value propositions? How are you managing your relationships with them? How are you meeting them? How are you, how are you actually doing all of these key activities and what resources do you need? All of these things, right? You need to figure out all of those different things and that'll help you understand what your business model is, what areas need to be tweaked, what areas need to be refined, what areas are you guessing, but you don't necessarily have a lot of information about. So let me give y'all another example of a company that y'all all are most likely aware of that is using or has used the business model canvas to help them transform their business.
So, I know a lot of y'all are definitely familiar with um, Airbnb. Now, did y'all know? Did y'all know that um, Airbnb was started by um, Brian Chesky and Joe Gibbia? I man, I really hope I ain't messing these names up too bad. But back in 2008, they were actually struggling to pay their San Francisco rent. To all y'all San Francisco folks, I don't know how y'all do that with that with them with them rent prices. But they had an idea to rent out their air mattresses to attendees of a design conference. That and don't call me on this because I might be wrong. This is what I this is what I heard. But um, they. They had an idea to rent out their air mattresses to attendees of a design conference that was coming up in, in San Fran. I know y'all hate when people say San Fran, San Francisco, whatever. Um, and they created a simple website, just Airbnb, um, and listed their apartment on there for a few bucks per night. And they were surprised because it booked up. It booked up, you know, like people were actually interested in doing that. So they realized that there was... Uh, a large demand for short-term um, rental accommodations, and they decided to start a company to help people rent out their homes to travelers, right? So what they actually did was they used the business model canvas to help them deliver, to develop their business strategy. They started thinking about, they identified who their target customers are, hosts and travelers, They um, figured out what their value proposition is, affordability and convenience for travelers and a way to generate extra income for the hosts, right? Um, They figured out their channels. Their channels were the website and mobile app that they put together. They also identified their key resources, which is, again, the website, the mobile app, the database of listings, right? They needed to have different different places that people could go to, um, and the customer support team to help nav- help people navigate through this. The key activities that they that they came up with were developing and maintaining the website and the app, right? Making it easy for us to be able to use marketing listings um, and adding that customer support, right? That's those key activities that need to happen. Their key partners um, were uh, travel websites and um, apps payment processors you know, and insurance companies. So Airbnb was able to use this um, business model canvas and it was instrumental in their success. All right. They, it's now, obviously now Airbnb is one, like everybody knows Airbnb is now one of the largest travel companies in the world um, with over 6 million listings in over 220 company, uh, countries. So Look, and it just started with them having a simple idea and applying the business model canvas to help them figure out how they can turn it into a real business. All right. And and what I love about the business model canvas is that like everybody talks about, oh, you need a business plan. You need a business plan. Oh, you need a business plan. What I don't like about business plans is that business plans are too dense and they take so much upfront work. And they don't offer you the opportunity to be able to test and innovate and, and iterate on your business model. What's nice about the business model canvas is that it takes all the complexity and simplifies it enough so that you can actually just test some stuff and see how it works. 
That's the whole point of it. So this story of Airbnb is a testament to the power of the business model canvas. The business model canvas can be used by businesses of all sizes to develop and implement a successful business strategy. Thing is, it's just a framework to be able to map out and look at your business model. The next key to that is understanding how to test and iterate on it, which, like I said, is applying that design thinking framework. Now, I I just can't note this enough because everyone's like, nah, like that business model, like it's like my my company's unique. It doesn't need it doesn't like it, this doesn't work for my business. This doesn't work for me. I'm just gonna call BS because the truth is is that th- these nine components are the key to it. every business. Every business has customers. They need to. Every business has a value proposition and thing that they're offering. Every business has activities that they need to do to be able to make that make that value proposition or deliver that proposition. All of those things. You might need key partners to be able to capture that value, you know, and by being able to look at all these things in one place and then using a framework to be able to test and iterate on it is really what's going to be able to set your business apart from the others. So, yo, that really leads into what my um, framework is, what I call business model design, which is the marrying of design thinking with the business model canvas. Okay, you need a you need a framework to be able to look at, you know, the overall um, understanding of your business and then a way to be able to apply a process to be able to look for areas that need to be fixed and, and, and also prioritize and um, prioritize what areas you want to focus on and also determine how you're going to test new op, new things and, and test new um, value propositions or test um, with new partners and, and all that kind of stuff. You need a framework to be able to do that. And so that's why I created the uh, business model design kind of framework that marries those two things together. All right. It's that synergy of design thinking and a business model canvas that gives a holistic approach to innovation and business strategy. This is how you go from just aimlessly running your business, making money here and there to understanding what is your business strategy and how can you iterate on it and improve that strategy and continue to build it and make it into a business that is more sustainable, scalable, and driving the impact that you want to create in the world. So closing things out, just things I just want to reinforce the importance of continuously revisiting and iterating on your business model for sustained growth and relevance. All right. Like you got to continue to Look at your business model and think about like, all right, what areas are doing okay, but could be doing better? You know, how can I know my customer a little bit better? All these, all these different things. How have my customers' needs changed, and how and what does that mean for my value proposition? And and what does the changes for my value proposition mean for my um, key activities? Or what does what does um, the shift and where my customers are mean for my channels and what does that mean for my key partners? All of those different things. You got to be able to iterate and and continuously look at what your business model is and how you need to adapt it to continue and grow with you and your cus- and your customers.
Um, but yeah, y'all. So I just wanted to share with y'all again. That's what my gospel is, y'all. My gospel is bringing together business model design um, and and taking an intentional approach to business strategy and how you're building your business to, you know, create that impact that you want to create in the world. So um, if you get a chance, yo, go and uh, go out there, Google business model canvas, see what it looks like. Uh, If you are wondering about how your business model is faring, I know I mention it every time, shameless plug, but it's free. Check out, go to my website, um, hardknocklabs.com and click at the top of the page. There is a quick 10 question, multiple choice uh, assessment that'll help you understand what's going on with your business model. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are some areas that you that could use a little TLC from you? Go ahead, check it out. Like I said, it's free. It's there for you as a resource to help you start honing in on your business model and how you can improve it and how you can create the business of your dreams, right? So go ahead, do that. If you're on Spotify, check out the Q&A and the poll. Um, But yeah, with that, this is another episode of a Hard Knock Podcast. I'm happy to talk with y'all. And um, with that, we'll call it. Peace. Peace.